This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio show on Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am digital and live streaming. Today is the 23rd of April and today there's a series of actions going on across Melbourne called Get On Board and it's to do with, uh, well, transport priorities in this state and what people actually want over a road building agenda. I'm also... Hopefully, I will be speaking to Rosa from Better West if I can catch her on the phone. But also coming up today, I have an interview with Rob from Bike Bendigo. And it's a big catch up on what they're doing up there. They've got two cycling conferences coming up, a lot of projects. And uh, some really interesting, um, I think, Australia first accreditation for the city of Bendigo. So without further ado, I'm going to go straight into that interview I did with Rob. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts and so do we. They're a bargain at $20 for adults and $15 for kids and come in black, white, grey and a cool light blue. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377 or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. Bicycle Users Group Radio. I'm talking to Rob from Bike Bendigo and a catch-up on all the activities that are happening up there in Bendigo. Rob, hey. So you've got a lot happening up there. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a busy period again, and we've got a, a busy year ahead. Yeah. So oh, give give us a whole bit to some of the most recent events you've been doing. We're really excited about this project uh, called Project Underpass. So we've been working with the Regional Centre for Culture. Up here around central Victoria, we've got a grant to paint three underpasses on the Spring Gully Trail. So we've got four artists working on murals on each of those underpasses, and, and they're coming up really nice. We've got the first two done. Yeah, and that's really exciting. Yeah, because you previously did some stuff in Bendigo with um, murals as well, with, you know, bicycle-themed imagery and, and the like. Yeah, so about 12 months ago, we got a, a commissioned an artist to, to do a mural in Chancery Lane which is one of the trendy laneways in, in Bendigo, so it's got a bike Bendigo theme to it, and we kind of worked with a, a business there to get some bike parking put in, and that's just, just come in too. So, yeah, these murals will bring it to four murals that we've done around Bendigo, commissioned, and these ones will be a little bit different. They won't be bike-themed necessarily, but uh, they should give people some beautiful things to look at when they're, they're riding along that trail. 
What joy it'll bring Piece of metal and a spring Bolts down by the back wheel Some really good news that uh, Bendigo received uh, some international accreditation. Can you give us yeah. a bit more info about that? The uh, City of Greater Bendigo has been working with Cycle Life, Cycle Life HQ who have the uh, accreditation for the essentially the international accreditation for the American League of Bicyclist Bike Friendly Community System. And so Bendigo is the first city outside of the United States really uh, around the world to be accredited against that system. So we've come up with silver rating. So there's about 500 communities that do have a rating in that and about 80 of those communities actually have a silver rating. So uh, we think we're, we're doing okay, but there's, there's still plenty of work to do. Yeah, it's good to get a recognition for the work that's happening across the city for the community that's really out there trying to create a bus-friendly community. So according to this, Bendigo is the first Australian city to get this accreditation? Yep, that's right. From Soccer Life um, HQ. That's, that's pretty amazing considering there's a lot of people vying for, oh, we are bicycle friendly, but the infrastructure and the actual kind of yep. how, you know, government and local government and the community work together to get things happening. Bendigo has come out basically streets ahead of everybody else. Yeah, I think it's um, in some ways it's about putting yourself out there and, you know, you've got to put your hand up to be tested against the system to see where you fit. And the city's gone and done that to, to see where we fit in in the world. So we, we get a sense of where we're at and where we can go in the future with this um, and get just a, a good opportunity to, to see how we're, we're tracking, celebrate some of the successes and then keep moving ahead. Yeah, so like it helps alongside like getting more people to ride bikes as you know, riding for transport and also the ubiquitous uh, cycle tourists through the area. For sure. So we've got uh, lots of great tourism experiences and opportunities. The O'Keefe Rail Trail is fantastic and other rides around the region. But yeah, and it's also, um, I think, uh, recognition of the, the work that um, community people have been doing, the volunteering, the unseen kind of uh, work that's happening out there to get more people out there and enjoying having a bike in their life so it's just it's fantastic for the city and um we'll, we'll use that as a, a step towards a gold rating maybe in future <laughs> yeah it'd be great you got silver accreditation so yep. for someone who's not familiar with riding around bendigo what would be the main way to get around would it be on road trails or paths or you've got uh, main shared trails or rail trails up there the trails around bendigo have been building over recent years there's been a lot of investment in building new trails. The Spring Gully Trail has now, as of a couple of weeks' time, we'll have seven underpasses that will get you under main roads on, on that trail and the Bendigo Creek Trail. So you have almost a continuous trail from Spring Gully to Epsom, which is about 11 kilometres. And then the, the city is working on the options for the uh, connections through the city centre for the Bendigo Creek Trail down towards Kangaroo Flat. There, there is still um, quite a bit of it is on road, but I suppose Bendigo traffic isn't quite as intense as the big city. We don't have quite so many, you know, four or more lane road and that, that kind of busy traffic environment. There are still plenty of roads that aren't particularly comfortable to ride a bike, but a lot of the back streets are really comfortable when you, and you still use a lot of those to get around town. And then there's some, there's a few things that, you know, once once you get used to, to riding, you, you Get that local knowledge. There's some ways to get around some of those trickier spots. What joy it'll bring, piece of metal and a spring. Some of the trials like link into like MTV stuff and single track and that when you when you come up to Bendigo. 
one of the great things is a lot of these trails that come into the city, there's the Goldfields track, uh, Spring Gully mountain bikes had a bit of work happening down that way, but they tend to be connected to the, the creek trails. There's quite a few great creek trails running through Bendigo, so there's lots of opportunities to get across the network and you can do a lot of it without actually having to spend much time on road. I was just thinking that's kind of a similar model to what uh, Blue Derby did in Tasmania where we think like links back to the town and uh, you come to the town and you just go on your bike and head out and uh, it's booming at the moment in terms of you know MTB mountain biking tourism in Derby and uh, yeah it's something that uh, Bendigo is already doing. Yeah it's um, it's great for the city. The city of Greater Bendigo is introducing a reduced speed limit in the city centre which should make riding around the centre of town a bit more comfortable for more people and then another key piece of infrastructure that's just come up is the uh, McIver Road underpass and a lot of people have been pushing for this for, for a long time. Um, it's actually, when we say the underpass, it's actually four underpasses in one. There's two road bridges, a rail bridge, um, a pedestrian bridge and then all the services that go through there as well. So we think that's a bit of a game changer. That's really going to do a lot to connect the north and south sides of Bendigo. It's that time of year again. It's Radiothon. And out of the blue, we're running our annual fundraising trivia night. It's on Wednesday the 23rd of May at 6pm at Highlander Bar in the city. So jump on our Facebook page, Out of the Blue, for more information and tickets. Hope to see you there. Come along and have some fun. What joy it'll bring, piece of metal and a spring. Bolted down by the back wheel, activated by the heel. What joy Coming up in October, we've managed to get two national walking cycling conferences to come to Bendigo. There's the Australian Walking and Cycling Conference and um, continuing on with that relationship with uh, Cycle Life HQ, we've got the inaugural Bicycle Tourism Conference for Australia. So they're coming up at the end of October, 25 to 30 October of the day. So there'll be the two conferences either side of the weekend, Thursday, Friday for the Bicycle Tourism Conference and then Monday, Tuesday for the uh, the walking cycling conference and then across the weekend we'll have a variety of field trips, bike palooza festival activities, the uh, Bendigo Cycle Classic will be on that weekend so it's going to be an uh, incredible six days of activity. And where can people go to find out more information about that? Yeah so at the moment the, uh, the, the place to go for information about the, the conferences is probably walkingcycling.com.au and the other location is probably Bike Bendigo on Facebook. We're excited by the opportunity to, to bring two national conferences to a regional city, also to show off some of the um, great stuff that we've been doing around Bendigo, like that, that project on the past, some of the infrastructure and the community projects that we've been working on. What, what actually happens at these conferences if people have never been to one? Can the public attend? The, the conferences are open to, to everyone. So the, uh, the tourism conference will have a bit of a bicycle tourism workshop on the first day and then the second day will be your sort of more traditional conference where you have speakers from around Australia and, and further afield. We're hoping to get some international keynote speakers 
and the Walking Cycling Conference has quite a diversity of presentations and it can be people working in the community on um, specific projects with particular community groups trying to build capacity for people to walk or ride through to, there could be research or it could be uh, presenting on infrastructure. There's a whole variety of sort of presentations that we get in. Because uh, early this year, I, I think it was just over the Christmas break, I picked up a heap of presentations put together by Radio Adelaide and played them on the show and that, that, that was recorded at that conference. Yep. So massive thanks to Radio Adelaide for putting those together because there was a whole slew of things, everything from, you know, Port, uh, riding around Port Adelaide to walking and riding you know, through Sydney to um, getting women and kids riding. There was a whole slew of things and it was a very diverse program. Yeah, there's some fa- fantastic stuff that comes out of the conference. That, um, a lot of it's sort of unex- unexpected too. The the call for papers has uh, technically closed, but people are welcome to, in this, this you know, next week or so get in contact with us if there is something that you're really keen to present on. Mm. Um, we're keen to show the diversity of walking and cycling and bicycle tourism activity from around the country. So, yeah, get in contact with us. You can just email, email us at contact at bikesbendigo.com and right. we can have a chat. And uh, just in closing, what would be one of your most favourite things about riding around Bendigo, like a favourite street or something you pass by or an activity? At the moment, I'm really enjoying the Spring Valley Trail. The last 12 months, I suppose last year, I used to use it one way to take my son to kindy a few times a week. That was just great father-son time. And then uh, I suppose I use it the other direction to get to work and you, you get to roll through these underpasses with these beautiful murals on there. There's another mural coming up in the next few weeks. And then if you keep going down that one and once this new underpass is done, you'll be on, well on your way to the O'Keefe Rail Trail. This succession of... Uh, different types of environments from the bush through to these creek environments uh, all these you get the sort of infrastructure of the like 1890s I suppose I'm not sure exactly when the, the rail bridge was done but you get this real mix you've got the tram museum along the way it's this just fantastic corridor with so much activity going on sounds great so even if you're you know not interested in conferences or like Bendigo's got a lot to get involved with even just to go up for a day ride or get out on the trails with the conference, we're planning to have that at the uh, Bendigo Tennis Centre, which is right on Lake Waruna, which is a real hub for walking in Bendigo. It's also sort of key spine location for a number of trails around the area. And, yeah, you don't have to be coming to a conference to experience that. What we're doing is bike Bendigo at the moment. We're really kind of focusing in on riding where you live, loving where you live, just the joy that cycling adds to your life. Excellent. Thanks for your time today, Rob. No worries, thank you. Forty Five Downstairs and Future Leaders are inviting submissions from emerging Australian visual artists for the Emerging Artist Award 2018. From cutting edge artistic practices to new takes on traditional styles, selected so works will be exhibited radio, at 45 so Downstairs Gallery in June. A special guest judge will award hmm? prize money to the two artworks that uh, no best Westgate. demonstrate originality no and innovation. No Submissions close on Monday the 21st of May. For more information, visit 45downstairs.com, a 3CR supporter.
And you're listening to 3CR. This is Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio. And you may have heard a little bit of ambient noise there in the background. Are you there, Rosa? I'm here, yes. Hi, so Chris. Can you tell How me you going? what's going on there? This sounds like a little bit of a protest. Yeah, we've um, got groups of people from the western suburbs outside Wade Noonan's office. We can't find Wade. He's gone missing. Not very very brave. Okay, so what is this protest about? Well, communities all across Melbourne are coming together to say no more mega roads, starting with no more Westgate um, tunnel funnel. Yep. Um, But the North East Link people also don't want it in their area. Way down to Mordialic, and we certainly don't want the East West Link back. No, we don't want the East-West link back. Now, from um, a cycling perspective, which this show is about, why is kind of like pushing back against like a mega road um, agenda from our state government important for people who may not want, you know, want to choose something other than getting around in a car? Well, the Westgate, the government's been very clever. They've, They've put the Federation Trail conclusion as part of the project. So they've really bought off the cycling community out west. Um, to say, well, if you get to the tunnel, you'll get cycling. And they've also included this dreadful thing called a Veloway, which is a suspended cycling path on Footscray Road, which will be slung between 12, 12 lanes of traffic. So I don't know what cyclist actually wants to cycle at speed and breathe in the PM 2.5 and other particulates from that sort of massive uh, expansion of Sipsco Road. Yeah, it's it's a very strange mix of state government and or their advisors and or politicians think what they think they, Melbourne requires and those of us who kind of live this every day are kind of going, we need an alternative... What? We need alternatives to cars because, you know, look, cars are good in, the, in their perspective or whatever people want to use them, but we can't expect every citizen to get around by car, simplistically. No. No, and um, we also want our, our waterways and everything else uh, intact. We don't want big flyovers and pylons. And uh, we know from the EES uh, on the Westgate Tunnel that experts told us you can't put parks in places like that under pylons because, firstly, they're unsafe, and secondly, nobody will use them. Yeah, because um, uh, people may not be really familiar with the fact that if Westgate Tunnel goes ahead with, its, with the plans at the moment, that part that people may be familiar with, Maribong River Frontage, is going to get enclosed. Absolutely. You know, Deb, so Footscray, yeah. Footscray Gardens, also Yarraville Gardens, will have a, um, a, the, the beginning of the Velloway running down its side, so a tube down the side. It'll have the portal opposite, spewing out the uh, uh, pollution from the tunnel, mm. uh, which, won't be, which won't be filtrated or won't be ventilated, so it'll be collected and spewed out into the air. So no scrubbers, yeah. no cleaning anything? For um, the ventilation. Well, there may be scrubs. It'll be it'll be ventilated, but no filtration. Ooh. So, if yeah. people are familiar with um, already with the lower end of uh, Mooney Ponds Creek Trail, that's a yeah. bit of a taste of what's going to happen down your way. Absolutely. They're just going to yeah. whack this great big concrete thing over the top of you for for cars. Yeah, that's right. And with, yeah, and our area has 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 the least open space in Hobson's Bay. And they've put a effing great big um, widened freeway down the middle of it. And uh, people will be playing sport. Um, the only place we've got will be polluted, further polluted. Yeah, they, they tried all this again with East West Link. There was a whole bunch of people in the inner west found that they were going to be living less than 15 metres away from like a, a six-metre 
story high ramp and it was just like are you guys serious and plus like you know again with with the lack of open space um one of the office of housing um things there the the, the amazing garden was going to get hemmed in but uh, can you tell me how many people there are day there today because it sounds like you're pretty noisy oh we've got about uh, 10 to 15 people yeah um, we're getting good support from people driving alongside. We've got people from all over the West here, and there are people about to gather down at Werribee at, the, at um, Tim Palace's office. So can you give us a bit of a round-up of what's happening today? Because I know there's other actions from Morty Alec and Ivanhoe as well. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, Wynne's office. Richard Wynne's office at 11am. I've, been, to, I've yep. been told by yep. somebody else. Um so if you're in the um, Brunswick area, or sorry, the um, Fitzroy area, come over at 11am to Richard Wynne's office and... Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Get your voices there and get on to social media and there are lots of tweeting and Facebook action today. So get your fingers working. So is this part of a larger uh, campaign, the, the Get On it Board? Is. And how can people find out more about it? Um, they can go, if you just go to Get On Board Vic or Get On Board, um, you'll get to the Facebook site. And there's a plan there. So we, it's not as though we're just against everything. We've got really positive plans for what you could do with the $23 billion that this government's spending on mega roads. Sounds like you're getting pretty creative here in the background. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> Anything else you want to add in closing, Rosa? So this will be the first of many um, gatherings. So we just want to get people on board and to come and help us. Let this government know that it's the wrong policy. Yep. It's the wrong, definitely the wrong policy. We want, we don't want mega roads. We want local transport that gets people um, to where they want to go in the quickest possible way without using their car. Yeah, and it's from long experience. Um, yeah. Cycling and walking kind of gets the crumbs off the table when it comes to this yep. sort of stuff. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Chris. That's that's fabulous. It sounds like you're having fun in the background. We are, okay. Where are you, Wade? People want to come and chat to you. Wade, there's lights on, but nobody at home. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much today, Rosa. Okay, thanks, Chris. Bye. Bye. Rock for Rots is a musical fundraiser event organised by the local Melbourne Koori Music family for the godfather of Koori Music, Peter Rodimer, who has recently been diagnosed with cancer. Peter is a well-known and respected personality and an icon in Koori Music having performed on local and international stages with the Black Arm Band, Hard Times, Stray Blakes, Three Gubbers and Me, and much more. As a solo artist, Peter has performed in many festivals and countless community events supporting his beloved Aboriginal community. Rock for Rots will feature legends of Koori music with all the money raised going directly to the man himself, featuring the Stray Blacks, Kutcher Edwards, Dave Arden, Carol Carpenty, Bart Willoughby, Marianne Sam, Jaden Lillist, Amos Roach, plus many more surprise guests. On at the Toad Hotel, Collingwood, Friday 27th of April, tickets only $25. Come along and support Peter Rodimer for this fundraising event. A 3CR support. I can remember.
listening to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am live streaming and a whole bunch of ways that you can listen to 3CR. Now, news and events. Well, <laughs> this one's caught a few people on the hop. Uh, many of you would be familiar with uh, the long-running issue to do with, you know, getting a, a particular thing happening up in North Fitzroy, and that is Rush or Reserve. Now, this is, gets very curious. About a week ago, many of you may have received an email from the City of Yarra concerning this proposed path that was going to connect the Mary Trail up in North Fitzroy. And you probably thought this email was another progress report because uh, it was leading on from you know, a positive statement from the City of Yarra from September 2017. Instead, the email directed people to read the uh, City of Yarra agenda for, you know, for the meeting on uh, Tuesday the 24th. And when you read it, the officer's recommendations are to actually abandon the project due to increased risks and, you know, and um, increased costs. It's absolutely amazing. We've just had this complete turnaround. If you read through it, they've I've done this in such a way that if you look at the agenda, the item before it is passing this year's budget and the item after it is for Russell Reserve, which actually makes it really hard for people to go along and ask questions like you normally do at a council meeting for public question time. So they've, made, they've, they've really stitched this up. Now, when you go through it, you know, there's some stuff that really is an absolute standout. There's some stuff that's really jacked up the cost, and it's from Metro Trains Melbourne. And these existing quotes for the construction has tripled in nearly three years and then doubled again in three months. You know, why are they massively jacking up these costs and then City of Yarra have to turn around and go, oh, look, we can't do this now because, you know, it's getting towards a million-dollar mark. And, you know, they say it hasn't got value for money. We've put this out on yarrabug.org about Russia Reserve and across uh, social media. There was a lot of scrambling over the weekend, a lot of people being fantastic with their time to help us out. And we've got about 11 questions to the city of Yarra. And again, contact uh, the council direct, give them a call on their switchboard, which is 92055055, or just kind of lob it straight through the uh, goalposts at the front, which is info at Yarra City, all one word, vic.vic.gov.au, and ask them, what the hell are they doing down there? Now, just quickly, the 11 questions, you know, first up, has the City of Yarra researched uh, alternative funding, like, you know, State Government, Active Transport, Victoria, other municipal councils? A whole bunch of things we're asking about. You know, they've done this in such a way that it's very hard for the public to actually unpack this, and, you know, they've, you know, the Officer's report is quite detailed in its recommendations, and you can see why the City of Yarra have a recommendation or the officers have done this, but it's in such a convoluted way, again, that us, the public, and people who have fought long and hard to get things happening in North Fitzroy, it's pretty bizarre the way they've done this, because there's actually an article that's come out today in the uh, News Limited range of papers or the local papers, it really does look like a stitch up. They knew what they were doing and they're trying to put together a, you know, alternative package after so much work's been done. Like we're talking about four or five years, even going back even almost 2030 for people who wanted that connection fixed up. And we've got to ask, you know, as, pro- as the uh, proposed plans projected costs now exceed, you know, almost a million dollars, should alternatives such as reconfiguring the Russell station underpass now be reconsidered. Now, the thing is, that sort of uh, question's been kicked around for almost two decades that I'm aware of, and I've never really seen any serious modelling or funding for it from any government or any uh, local 
council. So I think really, guys, and everybody else out there, in terms of Russia Reserve, there's a whole bunch of kicking the can down the road. So I would suggest that you get onto City of Yarra straight away and also Metro Trains Melbourne. What are you up to with fixing up your signalling? Do you really need 54 weeks to carry out a timeline of work just for Russell, or are you talking about all of that train line? It's pretty bizarre stuff, so I suggest you get onto it today. Anyway, that's all I've got time for today. I've gone over a little bit, but then again, I mucked up the beginning. But these things happen on community radio. Thank you to Rosa from Better West for her time today. Go and have a look at Get On Board Vic and have a look at the website, getonboard.org.au. If you want to find out more about those rolling actions happening today, uh, there's also one up in Brunswick Street at Richards Wynn's office at 11am. And also thank you to Rob from Bike Bend Gage for letting us know all the wonderful things that are happening up in uh, Bendigo. Not everything happens in Melbourne. We know that, don't we? Thank you so much for this week. Don't forget that our podcast should be up later today if I get time to scratch myself. And uh, Val and Faye should be back in the studio next week. Up next is Jailbreak. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.